where last we found our party, everyone had been reunited. Orlandir, Bartholomew, Brynir, Mick, Famak, and Val, Cad, and even the spirits of Captain Kelnies. In a land known only as the Twilight Eternal, some sort of prison that the ethereal Honorhan had placed them in to await trial. They'd seen things, spoken with strange entities, but now, as they are all led through this eternal twilight forest by a goat, things can only get stranger. You're walking through the forest following a goat. Can I talk to the goat? Yes. Uh, is, is there some destination you are taking us to? Hmm. Oh, yes. And what destination is that? Well, I saw you out here and I thought, huh, new arrivals must be. Who better than to acquaint you with this place than my shepherd? So, I'm doing you a favor and taking you to him. What is the nature of this shepherd of yours? Well, he's been here the longest, at least of anyone I've met. Have you met many people? Yes, hundreds, maybe more. There's a lot of people in the Twilight Eternal. A lot come, a lot go, some don't go, and some just fade away. You see, and the goat kind of just bucks its head off to the right or the left as you're passing by some trees. That one, this one. I'm sure they were all someone at some point. But eventually, they just fall in with the forest and join the ranks. You lose yourself here after a while, however long a while is. Is this an infinite place? Possibly. Though you go far enough and it gets too dark to see, you go the other way, it becomes so bright it's blinding and burning. Painful, even. Perhaps those are the borders, but if you just head left or right, you can go on basically forever. Nothing ever changes. And how did you come to be here? I don't quite remember. It's been a long time. I don't usually dwell on those things. I usually just focus on the tasks that Victor gives me. Do what makes him happy keeps me happy. Have you always been a goat? Yes. As far as I know. Oh, that is not very comforting at all. Cad kind of steps forward. <clears throat> Excuse me. Goat. Finn. What? what? The name is Finn. <laughs> <laughs> right. Finn. Look, we just need a way out of here before something bad happens to us. Well, can't help you there. Perhaps Victor will know more? Possibly. I don't usually ask him about these types of things. Maybe I used to, but that was a long time ago. Well, you are a goat. Right. That I am. It isn't long. Maybe just a few more seconds, actually, speaking with Finn, the goat, that... You do notice it get a little darker in the sky as this twilight fades into a more perpetual night. 
However, there are blinking lights ahead in a small bowl valley. You see many fences with lampposts and whole herds of goats and sheep and pigs. No cows, for some strange reason. And you see a singular person just leaning against the pillars on a small porch of a single-story farmhouse. It's quaint, made of chopped wood, seems to have come straight from the trees that are all around it, as well as the construction uh, around the, the fences and troughs and whatnot seem to be of the same material. And as you enter this little valley and the pastures and such, kind of gets up off this lean-to and gives a hearty wave as you approach. And the goat looks up at who's ever closest and says, That's Victor. Thank you for bringing us here, I suppose. Well, you're welcome. I'm going to go get something to eat. All right. And then the goat heads off toward one of the open pens. I think we approach Victor. Victor is strange looking, at least in terms of Egadonian inhabitants. He looks, if anything, more like an elf of the old world than a human or a kin. His ears are elongated, pointy, and he has crisp silver hair, though he doesn't exhibit any specific age on his face. He seems young. Rolander strides up confidently and extends his right hand that he now has in this world. Victor comes down off his little porch and shakes it heartily, gives you two shakes and releases, and he goes, Well, howdy-do. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Is Victor wearing clothes? No, Victor is not. Victor, then I presume? Why, yes. I assume you've been speaking to one of my flock? Um, yes. Well, I don't think we got their name, but uh, they let us Oh, here. we did. It was Finn. Ah, Finn. Yeah, he's a reliable one. Always bringing me new arrivals. Oh, boy. Let me guess. You angered some god, and now you're here. Long and short of it. Um, try many of them. Oh, some god, one god, two god, ten god, it's all the same. <laughs> Why don't y'all come inside for a bit? We, uh, you look like you could use some refreshments. Is that possible in this place? Well, uh, there's water and plant matter. Which is people, no? Uh, pardon? Finn said that the trees and things are people. Or were at one point. This is the first time you've ever talked to a goat? Uh, yes, but it is not the strangest thing I have ever done in my life. Well, I'll tell you one thing. On the hierarchy of trustworthiness, goats are at the bottom. Sheep's just a bit above, and pigs, you can trust a pig. Now come inside. <laughs> I, I will file that away. Rolander follows him inside. I'm pretty sure all of us, yeah. It's kind of like a TARDIS situation here, where Ooh. inside it's definitely way bigger than the outside. And it looks absolutely nothing like it should. Instead of this dinky farm shack that the outside exhibits inside is like a lavishly furnished country style home fancy fancy maybe but everything obviously still bears this kind of for lack of a better term locally sourced look <laughs> <laughs> so it's all the same type of wood all the same type of upholstery not like everything is uniform it's good to see that he's a responsible consumer Shops at the farmer's market. <laughs> he is He is the farmer's he market. He is the farmer's market. <laughs> Excellent. He 
leads you to a large sitting room uh, that overlooks the pastures with these you know huge windows that were not present on the house and motions to some cushy looking seats and sofas and takes a sit in his own big old rocking chair so victor who exactly are you why i'm victor that i understand i think all of us can agree upon that but what are you doing here and what are you doing here and he kind of looks around motioning to this massive lavish house that he's now in well here i'm living and here well i can't quite remember it's been so long (laughs) i mean does it really even matter anymore all guilty of something at some point are are the goats guilty of something did they anger the gods as well the goats oh the goats (laughs) yeah probably i imagine i mean they're fickle beings goats not gods well both actually so cows do not anger the gods (laughs) a what A, a cow He's just staring blankly at you. I, I, frankly, I don't have the mental energy right now to try to describe a cow to someone who does not know what a cow is. So I'm going to respectfully bow out of this uh, particular debate. Uh, Very well. To each their own. Victor, I have a question for you before we dive too much into the who, what, where, when, and why of everything about your life and this place. Well, I already told you the who, and the what is pretty simple, I think. You're in my house, and the why, I told you, doesn't matter. And the how, that's up to you. I mean, from my knowledge and my seeing, it seems like your own two feet brought you here. All right, well, that took care of the second part. My question is, have you ever come across, in your travels throughout wherever we are, a talking body of water? No. To my knowledge, why? Have you? Uh, perhaps, yes. Speaking of which, I was uh, gonna pour y'all a bunch of glasses. You, did you want? Did you want some water? Is this a situation in which if we drink the water, we will not be able to leave here? <laughs> no. Does that happen often? I. <laughs> I think the details of our lives, well, we remember them are. Again, I I will respectfully bow out of this conversation as well. <laughs> You'll have to excuse the young lad. I would love a glass. Yes, I will take one as well. <laughs> I was having like 18 crises right now. <laughs> I'll pass. I'm not thirsty. Well, then I'll take his. <laughs> Can I request a, a Cad and Calnier spinoff, please? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> Just Ryan. The best part is when he starts, like, making himself roll. Like, all right, now I'm going to roll a history check. Oh, nuts. Okay. That's not something Cad would know. What did you roll? A 20. Okay. (laughs) All right, so I got one for the Elveret, one for the Demlik, one for the Feller, one for the Mazkin. You there, Shorty. There is a look of great distrust in Bartholomew's eyes, and he does not respond. All right, I'll take that as a no. How about Maskin number two? Looking at Vermark. Yes, that is fine. Bring out another for me. All right, and and the... Whatever you are? Um, I am a Mick. Uh, I'll take one. <laughs> fine. Yes, thank you. One for the Mick. I'll be right back. If you'll excuse me, just going to step away into the kitchen. Incredible. And Victor does exactly as he says he does. As soon as Victor 
crosses the threshold into the kitchen or whatever. Is it like a separate room or is this one of those open floor plan type places where... No, he leaves the room. Okay. Rolandier kind of puts himself closer to the middle of how everyone else is situated. And he says, I know I should be awfully suspicious of this guy, but to be frank, I'm just intrigued by him. I feel like we need to talk with him, stay with him a little. What else are we going to do? What in Vale's name is wrong with you? We should be getting out of here as quickly as possible. <laughs> to where? Where do you suggest we go, Cad? Anywhere but here. This is strange. And I was dead. I agree with Cadagas. This place is strange. And Victor is an odd one, to say the least. I am not sure how useful he will be to us. <sighs> Look, I agree. It perhaps isn't the best company for now. Strange company, at least. But I think, if nothing else, it's not like we have pressing matters to attend to elsewhere right now. Perhaps a day. Can we all agree? A day. What is a day in this place? I, I, I don't even know. Um, let us say until half of the group says we should leave. Unless we all feel like that right now. I, I still believe. So we should take a vote. All right. Very well. I say we should stay. And Rolander kind of props himself up. Val will likewise raise his hand and say, I think the same, but only because I don't find it possible to escape from here. Rolander, why are you so insistent? Does it have to do with that pool of water? No, honest, I can talk about that perhaps later, but regardless, I do want to find that again, and I hope that the rest of you are there when I do, but no, it, it, does, it has nothing to do with that. This is entirely separate. That was convincing. <laughs> I don't think anyone asked you, Kilmaeus. Oh my gosh. <laughs> for the record, I agree with you. I think we should stay. I don't rightly care for just wandering off in any old direction with no purpose or meaning. I haven't found anything in my time here. I doubt we'll find anything now that the lot of you are also here. All right, so, so far that is three for staying, two against. Uh, although Vomaki did not make your opinion officially clear, but I assume you are with Katagas and choosing to leave. It does not matter to me. All right, one for staying. I simply want to know what you are not telling us. As I said, I will explain that, but I do agree perhaps it's not the best thing to share in the midst of present company, he says, gesturing towards the kitchen. Bartholomew wants to, without really telling anyone, honestly, he's not ignoring, he's not ignoring, he is ignoring everyone and is completely unconcerned with their talk. And he wants to see if there is some sort of magic that he could detect around this place, understanding, and am understanding, that the entire place is technically magic. But he's talking about something that would transform someone to a tree that would cause someone to feel sedated and stop. Are you casting a spell? I mean, I guess. It's called a sixth sense, Ryan. He just has it. <laughs> As you try to reach into your arcane stores of energy, you are just completely separated from whatever well you drew upon to, to cast your magical abilities. Okay. Pretty much the same sensation that I think Val might have felt when attempting intent. Okay. All right, we got three, four, one undecided, and me, obviously, against. Brynir, Mick? To be honest, I do not care one way or the other. We will be judged at some point. It's 
only a matter of time. So two undecided. Well, Victor does strike me as friendly, but also at the same time, I'm a little suspicious of him. However, there's nothing else going on. We might as well see why this goat has been tasked to bring all those who are new to this realm to Victor, his shepherd. So my vote is, perhaps we'll stay. Vote. I love a good vote. What are we voting on? Oh. And you notice Victor, the <laughs> open doorway, holding a platter of small glasses, each of them filled to the brim with a thick orange fluid. Now, I couldn't really remember who exactly ordered water and who didn't, so I just brought everyone a glass. And he sets it down on this kind of coffee table that you didn't notice was in the middle of you all until it was. And then he takes one and he goes back to his rocking chair and starts sipping. Victor, what exactly are you? You're no human that I've ever seen. I already said I was Victor. You asked well, what I am, and I'm Victor. Well, I, I mean, I'm a farmer. I, I fancy myself a poet, though critics may disagree. I dabble a bit in some interpretive types of sport and dancing, though I don't frequent it as much as I would have liked to. I- interpretive sport? Well, yes. And what exactly does that mean? Well, you see, competitive sport, but with a kind of artistic flair, you know, modes of self-expression. Hmm. On a separate but unrelated note, Victor, your goat mentioned, Finn is his name? Finn mentioned that you've brought many people who are new to this world to your home. My question for you is, what exactly happened to those people? Well, I gave them advice. Uh, Some of them drank water. Some of them didn't. They went on their merry ways, and hopefully they found what they were looking for, or likewise, otherwise, I'm not quite sure. I don't keep tabs on every living soul that passes through here. I mean, living or otherwise, you can't really be too sure on this area of interest. But I'm sure some of them went on to be judged by Anahan and those other guys that I just don't travel with anymore. In fact, I'm certain they forgot about me and very happy of that fact if it is in fact the case because some people are forgotten but you know i think that they're able to find a home here sometimes they make that home sometimes others make it for them and then there are those that forget completely and well they just fade away and he takes a big slurp of his quote-unquote off water anyone else gonna partake it's very good. When you say you don't run around with those people anymore, you mean the... The gods? The ethereals? Whatever you call them these days? What do you call them these days? Is, is it still ethereals? <laughs> these days we call them bastards, but that's beside the point. <laughs> I haven't heard that one before. When he rolls his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, the way you talk, you make it sound as if you were one of them. Me? No. No, no, no. I'm just a troublesome student, as it were. Nothing more. Contemplating then, Rolandier picks up his glass and he takes a big old slurp. Uh, it's tree sap. It's just straight up sap. (laughs) Should have taken a testing slurp. Does it have like a, a sappy smell or is it just indistinct, unscented? It's pretty indistinct scent-wise, but it has a strong, sweet taste. It's not bad. It's just sap. It's uh, <clears throat> it's 
strong water you got here. Well, I mean, <laughs> there ain't water around here. It doesn't rain or nothing. So, I mean, this is the closest thing. Thought I might as well, you know, put you at ease. You know, water is something everyone knows, everyone lacks. So, you know, I say water and everyone just gets a bit disarmed. I know coming in here is strangers. I don't want some big altercation. So I say, you want water? And people say yes. And I bring them something. They usually go along with it a little longer. But it is not, I'll be honest, it is not water. You have discovered that fact for yourself, probably upon seeing it. It is uh, the sap that I take from a few of these trees around here. Some of them I uh, turn into a nice syrup, but uh, there's really nothing to eat it with, so. Well, it's not bad, at least. And Rolandir takes another thick slurp. Rolandir, what do you hope to gain? From staying here. Victor, if we might, could we peruse your flocks for a bit? I don't see why not, but like I said, don't trust the goats. Are they just any kind of just points in a random direction at one of the walls just outside here? Well, yes, and Victor points out the window through which you can see them. Ah, yes, of course. Um, well, it's a lovely day outside. I'm just gonna, and he, like, sets his glass down. Be out here for a bit. Anyone care to join me? And he just walks out the door. <laughs> <laughs> the mock will follow after him. Cad says nothing and stands and leaves. <laughs> Brynir will go too. Um, Val at this point has sort of, like, fully zoned out, um, having been in a place where he forgot who he was for a very long time. He's kind of, having been reminded of that, like, slipping a little bit. And it's just sort of sitting, staring, not fully present. Kelnie stays. She doesn't move to get the sap drink, but <laughs> she doesn't move to get up either. Um, I think Mick will stay as well, um, and we'll move closer to Val. Barty's going to stay. Looking around the four who remain, Victor just goes, hmm, interesting company. We got the Elverette, one of the Mazkin, the Mick, and the Short human stout fellow so uh what's home to y'all hey obviously not here bartholomew turns his head addressing victor for the first time and ignoring his question just says how do we leave oh i get it no i get it homesick want to see the family the kids miss that little pit of patter fee i understand i feel it myself sometime the kids are dead and I have no interest in going home. I, however, do not have any interest in wasting away in internal twilight while the gods who think themselves better than us mere mortals dilly-dally. How do I leave? You walked with them. How did you get here? All right. Well, I didn't say I walked with them. It was more like underfoot. I'm sure you all have... Anywho, I don't want to dive into semantics and get in any arguments here, but I'll, I'll say this. There ain't no getting out. As simple as I can put it, as far as I know, and I know a lot, it may not seem like it, but I do. I've been here a while, can't quite say how much that would be, but longer than any of you folk and longer than any of them out there. And he points to the herds. Then Barty once again, uh, considering his words, he says, Will I die if I don't drink your, uh, drink here? Will I die if I don't have food? No, no. 
There is no more death here. This is a place between life and death. In that case, sir, unfortunately, there is nothing you can do for me. So I bid you a good day, and I will be on my way. And Barty is going to begin a journey that lasts a lifetime. Hold on, sir, hold on. And Victor stands, as Barty, you know, does so as well. Don't you see it? Here is somewhere where you can be rid of all these things. You can leave behind that life that troubled you. You can leave behind those gods that persecuted you. Kids dead, home gone. Obviously, you don't have anything left to return to. So why leave? Why try to get somewhere where you don't even want to go? What's the harm in staying one measly night? Barty is actually, um, as as grumpy as he is in this moment, is kind of convinced. He's like, well... That, that is so so bad. That the southern charm is working. <laughs> southern charm might be working, guys. Barty's never been on the receiving end. Yeah, he he stops. He stops. Is there any other room in this place beyond the kitchen? Like, is there a, like just like a hallway? Yeah, there's like the entrance hall, and there's kind of a library off to the side, opposite of where your sitting room is located, and then some back rooms where there's a dining space, and even there's a staircase leading both up and down. Barty is going to very rudely accept this invitation and he's going to walk toward the staircase and up it as if he's just like, oh, okay, well, I guess if I'm staying the night, I'm staying the night. Let me go find a room. Uh, but he does not respond. Oh, now, now, young man, I will say, be careful about which room you pick. That's all. Because um, that'll be yours. And, you know, you don't want to find one where the pillow's a little too hard, a little too something for your tastes. And then somewhere down the line you're talking to one of your friends they're like oh my pillow is real soft and you're like i wish i had a soft pillow i wish i could switch rooms but you can i'm just saying right now you can't switch rooms once you pick it that's yours just so you know uh yeah and he um marry a turn of the head in acknowledgement bartholomew moves off as angrily indeterminately as a three foot six naked dwarf could <laughs> to walk up the stairs Alright, we'll get back to Barty in a minute. Victor kind of just looks over the remaining, so that's Mick, Kelnies, and Val, and says, Oh, what a character. <laughs> I'm sure y'all know better than I do. But, in truth, take a sip, take a seat, take a load off. Got nothing but time here. Outside, Rolandier is the first to exit the house, and looking through the door, you see, you know, this lavish interior as your friends follow you out, but outside it's still this ramshackle hut, surrounded by pastures and pens. Rolandier is heading for wherever he can find a pig. Vamok will follow after him, not really sure what the pig thing's about, but it's more trustworthy than a goat. As Rolandier heads to the pig pens, Cad kind of falls in step, you know, one step behind is like, what are we doing? What's the purpose? Yes, Rolandia. What is the purpose? Enlighten me. What is the best case scenario? Will he divulge some secret to us? Will he reveal his nature? I am sure each of you have noticed that we are cut off from any sort of magical power. And I am sure you have noticed that somehow Victor has found a way around that, with the interior of his house being so much larger than the exterior. And I am sure that you have noticed 
that Victor himself does not resemble any of the species currently living on Egadon. So yes, what is it that you hope to gain? And by this point, I'm assuming Rolandier has located a pen where some pigs are. Yep. He plops himself down on the ground next to one of these smelly creatures, just sitting and starts fiddling around with some grass. You know, all those things that you just listed could be reasons why I would want to stay. Dive more into how exactly it was that he accessed whatever power allows his house to be the way it is, or find out more about his background, where exactly he came from, what he is. (sighs) Honestly, I think just my curiosity is getting the better of me. I will answer one question you asked earlier, though, before diving too much into what we hope to gain tonight. Um, This pond that I found, it was strange. It distorted everything that I saw, my thoughts, and it was just there, a body of water here somewhere, and it spoke to me. It asked for things, feelings of mine. In exchange, it, well, it never really got around to exactly what it was that it could give me, but I didn't like it. Regardless of what he may say, pointing towards the shack, there is something here that haunts our presence. I don't know if this thing is confined to where I found it, but I would rather not be out in the open if it chooses to come looking. There seems to be a group of three or four pigs off to one side of this corral that are, uh, kind of glancing over at you and speaking in hushed tones to each other. Why would this pool of water elect to show itself to you or to us and not to Victor? Victor said there is no water in this place. Yet, within moments of coming here, you seem to have located the only source of water. Perhaps it is some being in disguise. One of the Aetherians, or a servant of the Aetherians, or something. A thought, perhaps. Part of me does not trust Victor in his... For how long he's been here. Oh, really? Then was that one of the... Oh, that was Cat. Okay, that was one of the pigs for a second. (laughs) A good pig voice. And then kind of just throwing one of these blades of grass aside, hearing the whispers from the pigs next to him, Rolander turns to them. And what do you think of this man, your shepherd, Victor? They kind of grow wide-eyed at the fact that you're talking to them, and they turn a little bit away, and then they talk to each other, and one kind of glances over its haunches at you, and then they talk a little more, and then finally one of them seems to like sigh in apprehension and then turn around and walk your way. And it comes up and it stands next to the, the side of this pen. What do you want? All right. Well, now that you've all got your story straight, what you wish to tell us, what do you remember about how you got here or this man, how you first met him? Is this how you greet everyone you talk to? Interrogation? Talkie talkie? Um, actually, yes, and this is usually the nice form of it. Well, you're not very nice. You're lucky you don't have hands. <laughs> <laughs> Godborn mother. <laughs> you want to yes. arm wrestle, pig? <laughs> you want to freaking go? I will take you out, pig. <laughs> Just... <laughs> 
kind of chuckling to himself and just putting his face in his hands. Rolander just says, <laughs> fine, fine, you're right. What, is this the first time someone has called you out for being dick? That's <laughs> <laughs> Richard. Fucking like Russian. <laughs> and then he turned to Russian. That's the It's the first time I'm hearing it from a pig. But regardless, do, do you know anything of this body of water that we've been talking about? You've obviously heard about it from what we've been saying. We have not been listening to you. We have been talking about how strange you look. Then Rolander just kind of looks down at himself, still being fellish person. Interesting. Yes, you are too pale. You probably do not eat enough. I could eat you. No, I do not think so. It's a good question, actually. Do... I know that death probably doesn't happen here naturally, but take Victor, for example. What if I tried to kill him? Why are you getting so existential all of a sudden? How can one not get existential in a place such as this? And where would that be? <laughs> Is Victor's pasture. All right. Well, thank you for your time, pig. And Rolander just stands up and he's going to make to start walking. My name is Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis, the Russian pig. <laughs> I cannot deal with this place. It's too good. Uh, Dennis, thank you for your time. Um, tell your friends. Okay. That is not actually my name. Good <laughs> <laughs> love that, guys. <laughs> Pretty good, huh? Jeez. The pig turns around and kind of calls to his friends. He thought my name was Dennis. <laughs> the other pigs start laughing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, what an idiot. That is what you get for being a rude person. A word of advice, pale thing. Next time you go and speak to someone and want to know something, don't be rude. <laughs> yes, well... Did you learn any manners at all when you were brought up? What kind of mother and father did you have? No mother or father, but raised by the kind of people who threw me out with the pigs when I misbehaved. Well, then you should have learned something. <laughs> Perhaps. But... Anyways. And what about you, pig? You do not seem extremely polite yourself. Well, rudeness begets rudeness. Fair enough. It takes a better pig than I to take the high road. I did not fault you for it. I was simply making an observation. No, no, I am not saying you are. I am just saying when someone says to be the bigger pig, that would not be me. <laughs> Is there a bigger pig among them, like physically? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Darn it. That is good to know, I suppose. And Vomok just kind of shrugs, like, freaking pig, man. Turning now towards Vomok and Cad. I don't know what I hope to gain out of coming out here. I think I just needed some fresh air or whatever this is. Did you just not look at Brynir at all, either? I forgot Brynir was here. I'm sorry. Brynir's got one of the pigs in a chokehold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See Brynir in the corner? <laughs> Choking out a pig. Wrestling a pig? I'm wrestling. Uh, um, That's the godborn you're talking to. 
Well, after Rolandir's remark, Cad does say, well, I'll agree with you there. I don't know what you expected. Talking to farm animals in some god's forsaken plane. Some power-hungry ethereal sent us here. So, let, let me ask you then this. What do you hope to gain by leaving? You seem to be in a rush to get away, have other things to do. What do you mean, what do I hope to gain by leaving? I mean, it's not- I'm sorry, but did coming here sap every inch of brain matter from your stupid head? Rolandir, what do we gain from leaving? Cad turns and leaves. Excuse me, but if you would not mind taking your conversation elsewhere, this is a little close to our pen, and you are conducting business that is of no interest to us. You are also conducting business that is of no interest to us. Well, this is my home. Who's to say that we can't make this our home right here? Did you build this? Did you build it? Rolander kicks together a little mound of dirt, and he just says, Yes, that. That is my home. (laughs) I live next to it. You know what? Yeah, I've had enough of talking to you. You're a real sheep. And he turns and he goes back to the corner of his pen. The ultimate insult. <laughs> Remember, Valandia, the pigs, you can trust them. And Vamak rolls his eyes. Something he hasn't done in a long time since being blind. <laughs> Vamak, honestly, though, what do we do here? Is, is there anything that you can think of? I am not sure. Here is what I do know. I do not completely trust Victor, nor do I completely distrust him. However, in the brief time that we have spent together, he has told us more about Sap than he has answered any of our questions. But perhaps we simply have been asking the wrong questions. But what the right ones would be, I do not know. In any event, it might be useful to try to find this pool of water you mentioned. It seems to have more knowledge of what is going on here than Victor is willing or able to share. Inside, upstairs, as Bartholomew places one foot and then the second on the landing of the second floor, you feel a sudden shift, almost like a like as if you dropped down an inch where you shouldn't have. And looking over your shoulder, the staircase behind you seems infinitely longer as it just dips down so far until it becomes the tiniest black point. In front of you is a plain wall with a single door that reads lavatory. And then off to your left and right is a hallway that stretches on into this same black infinity. Row or... Just line after line of doors, each numbered accordingly. The left side, A. The right side, B. The number stood at one? Yes. Bartholomew is going to walk to room 135B. Taking a right, you pad along for some time until you count up to the 135th door. In each of the doors that you passed, you noticed that the key was just inside the door, the lock, as if waiting to be turned and opened. A little tag hanging off of this, you know, big wrought iron thing with the number accordingly. And as you get to door 135B, you find the similar situation. However, you notice next to you 137B, there is no key. 
it seems to be occupied. And this is the first one that you've seen like this. Bartholomew will try to open that one. It's locked. How sturdy does this door look? It seems to be of the same wooden construction as everything else in the house. This dark wood, though, it does seem a little less aged than that of the downstairs. Uh, he's going to give it the good old college try. He's going to do a, a good thump right at the door, right at the... So what, you're going to, like, shoulder into it? No, he's going to go... I guess I'd have to shoulder. Yeah, he probably can't kick that high. <laughs> <laughs> I like to see him try. <laughs> yeah, these are human-sized doors. Yeah, he'll, he'll try to shoulder. You hit it quite sturdily. You feel a sharp pain in your shoulder as it, you just bounce off of it. And then you hear something from inside, like a tumbling of books off of a shelf. He'll try to do it again. You do so once more, bruising your shoulder a little bit and not causing any outward damage to the door. Anything else? Any sound inside the room? No. It seems too quiet at that point. He will now knock on the door and say, Nah, I know you're in there. Come on and talk to me. You hear some muted shuffling, as if someone had a bundle of something and they were setting it aside or down somewhere, and the slightest pad of footsteps approaching the door as the light from underneath is briefly obscured. And then there's a click, and the doorknob turns. <laughs> 